Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Bully Ray Show returns, recapping AEW Dynamite. Also joining us, the Ayatollah of Jack and Cola, the Ocho himself, Chris Jericho, talking about his rivalry with Ricky Starks. All that, so much more. Tune us in. Turn us up to 11. This is the Busted Open Podcast. Let's talk about the big announcement from last night, the huge announcement from last night, the important announcement from last night. So I thought they did a good job of keeping people on the hook. And Tony came on at about 9.30-ish last night. And they throw to the back. And there's Renee and Tony. Now, I'm not sure if it was a live shot. I'm not sure if it was pre-taped. It doesn't matter. The fact that they went to the back with this announcement annoyed me. And we're going to get the entire uh, uh, promo and verbiage in a second. We'll throw to it. But I did not want to see this in the back. The AEW fan base loves Tony Khan. They love the owner of the company. I think AEW fans love Tony Khan as much as WWE fans love Vince McMahon. And you can try to tell me that WWE fans don't love Vince McMahon. Well, listen to the ovations that he got after the scandal that just recently happened with all the women he paid off. When he came out on Raw and SmackDown, people gave Vince's props because at the end of the day, it was Vince McMahon and he gave us the WWE. So AEW fans, I sure, I'm sure feel the same way about Tony. As a matter of fact, I know this because I hear from fans all the time that when Tony comes out, they show his love and they show their love and admiration for Tony. So I would have liked to have seen Tony in the middle of the ring. I would have liked to have seen an AEW chant going on. Maybe a thank you, Tony chant, whatever they were going to chant. I would have liked to have seen Tony and that crowd have that emotional moment together. And then Tony could have said, you know what? This is such a huge announcement or such a big announcement or an important announcement that I want one of my biggest superstars to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Cole, baby. And give Adam Cole an entrance in that arena. I think those people would have went crazy for Adam Cole last night. Andre, what do you think? I think that 
they should have had something huge in the ring. That's Do you think that that crowd it. last night in Phoenix would have went crazy for Adam Cole? Absolutely. They went crazy seeing him on screen. It's a disappointment that they didn't have him in the middle of the ring there. Ah, disappointment. I hate it when we have to hear that word in wrestling. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed that this happened in the back. Would have loved to have seen it in the middle of the ring. So, to me, the big news right there is Adam Cole's in-ring return. That's something that I could truly get behind. And if Adam Cole would have made that announcement in front of that crowd in Phoenix last night, in the immortal words of Pat Patterson, they would have went banana. That crowd would have went crazy. Sucked in all that emotion. Now, the extra show that they announced, all right, cool, I guess. But to me, AEW has a lot of programming already. I'm sure that the AEW faithful will eat this up, consume it just like they do at whether it's dark or elevation or rampage or dynamite. I'm sure they'll watch this one hour show. When I, when they first made the announcement of the one hour show, it kind of reminded me of a show that TNA did back in the day. I forget the name of it. It was like unfiltered or unscripted. Andre or Gabby, maybe you can get me the name of it. It only aired for one season. It was weird because the show did really good numbers and then it disappeared. And it was a very quote unquote shoot show about wrestling. Andre, did you find that name out for me by any chance? So far, it might be unfiltered or uncensored. Let me double check. Yeah. So it reminded me of one of it reminded me of one of that. So those shows. So we get an extra hour of programming. I know how I felt about it. I want to hear how the nation felt about it. Gabby, when you heard about this announcement, first, first thing, did the important announcement was the payoff of the new hour show and Adam Cole's return to the ring. Was that important enough to you? And was that huge enough to you? It was definitely important. I think important is kind of a nice range of a word to use because I think it's definitely an important thing because they don't have a show like All Access right now for AEW. So it's important to show the other sides of your talent that you do have because you have such a large roster. And I think huge kind of only marks for Adam's announcement of being back in the ring because I think Adam Cole is severely missed on TV every single week I think in the ring he's severely missed because we've talked about this a little bit um you know the big name stars and the guys in AEW it's kind of hard to keep storylines going every single week where you're invested and I think Adam Cole is one of those that you know on the mic and also in the ring he's very much loved by the fans so we need to freshen up what's going on right now and bring someone like an Adam Cole back so I do think that's huge I do 100% agree with you that that crowd was hot to even start the show last night even when I started watching I was like wow okay it's going to be a different kind of feel with that kind of with that kind of crowd because it was a little bit better I think it would have been awesome for Adam to say he was coming back in the ring it went while being in the middle of the ring. I think that would have been huge. It would have been the biggest pop of the night by far. I think it was a missed moment by AEW. I'm not really sure why they decided to go that way. 
<clears throat> maybe they had, maybe Tony had booked entirely too much wrestling for the show. And we got some good wrestling on the show last night, especially to open up the show with uh, Wheeler Yuta and, um, and Orange Cassidy. And I want to get into Orange Cassidy later in the show because I think Orange is, uh, we know him to be a very gimmicky gimmick, but man, do I think he's underrated as a, as an actual wrestling performer. He's really, really good uh, in the ring, and I enjoy watching him. Andre, do you feel that there was a little bit of bait and switch that went on with Tony making the announcement and then throwing it to Cole? Yeah, I was not happy with that because I felt like if this is a huge announcement they've been hyping up all day, it should come from Tony's mouth. I wish that the all-access part was said by Tony, then he passed it to Adam Cole, and Adam Cole could be the one to fully break down in detail what you'll see on All Access. Do you think that they did this in the back and possibly pre-taped it so they had a safety net just in case the people shit on it? Just it in case. Possible. I mean, just in case the people did not go along with this is an important announcement or this is a huge announcement because I thought, <clears throat> not that I thought, <clears throat> sorry, I saw a lot of people on social media talking about this announcement about this forbidden door two, or this other big show that, or, or maybe it was going to be ring of honor that Tony would have announced. Uh, but a lot of people were, were, were stuck on this forbidden door two, And I'm wondering if they thought that, people on social media were going so far out of the box with this announcement that if they did it live, people might've booed. And I don't think people would have booed. You have to have faith in yourself as an owner and a booker. You have to have faith in your, in your talent. If you're going to tout a big announcement, a huge announcement, you can't not deliver. AEW is notorious for having, you know, these big stars appear in their company. And in the moment, it's a huge deal, but then it kind of tapers off and it's not so huge of a deal. <clears throat> we could probably do an entire show on talent that has come in that was a big deal in the moment, but then has kind of fizzled out. I don't think that this is going to fizzle out but it's i think the first show will probably do well because we do want to see the in-ring return of adam cole and it looks like this show by the advertising is going to revolve around adam cole and dr Britt baker did you guys see the same advertising that i did gabby uh yeah i mean and even when adam did talk about it He's like, you're going to see the lives of everyone like me, Britt Baker, and a lot of other people. And he kind of only listed himself and Britt. And then the big picture that was out, you know, all over the news sites about it is him and Britt. And they look great in the picture. Listen, everyone loves a relationship story. People like to relate to the people that are truly in love and like do those kinds of things. So I don't think that's a bad way to put it. And I disagree with Andre. I, I like that Adam did the announcement, not Tony, because the announcement was all access. It's about the talent. So I think Tony was saying, I'm going to let one of the people who's a big part of the announcement make it because that it's really about them. It's not about me. And, you know, we say all the time. So like, then why advertise that Tony has a big announcement? 
Well, because he's the boss. It wouldn't go through without Tony. But but the boss didn't make the announcement. See, that's where I that's okay. where I use the the old bait and switch. Oh, Tony's going to make an announcement. Tony's going to make make an announcement. So people tune in to hear what Tony has to say, and then all of a sudden he dishes it off to somebody else. But maybe they dished it off to someone they knew was over. So to get the reaction that they wanted. But but Tony is over. Sure, but they but they haven't seen Adam, so maybe it could be more of an excitement, you know. I I, I agree with the both of you, and I'm not. Uh, you know, I hate uh, playing the middle of the fence. <laughs> but Andre, I like Andre's suggestion of Tony makes the announcement about the show, and then says, "But it gets better. It's even bigger than that." <clears throat> and I want to bring in one of my biggest stars. And he brings in Adam. Yeah, Andre. I would put Tony right on the stage. Like, you know, if whoever's watched Dynamite in person, Tony comes out right there on stage, gets everybody hyped up. I would have had him there announce all access and say, this show is going to take you backstage. And as he says that, he tells the cameraman, come with me. And then he goes backstage. And the first person you see, there's Adam Cole. Then you pass it to him. So it gives the fans the exact perspective that this show is about taking you inside behind what you see through the pyro, through the stage and all that. Good, good ideas. Um, I like it. I like it. What did you think of the big announcement last night? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you indifferent about it? The biggest guests are on Unlocking the Cage. Speaking, of course, to the Triple C, Henry Cejudo, when you look at this comeback, right, this fight against Aljo, is it about having a run yet again in the Bantamweight division? Is that your goal? That's not my goal. That's what I'm going to do. My goal is to become a 145-pound champ. My goal is to beat Alexander Volkanovsky. I want to be the guy to become the first three-division champ in UFC history. Like, that was my goal. That's my plan. Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith, weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I wish the entire world could see the image of Chris Jericho <laughs> that I am looking at right now because well, this has rock star who's been <laughs> up all night no, long. No, it's not. It's it's funny because it's only o'clock here. I'm in Phoenix and I literally woke up like 15 minutes ago to to make it on your show. So it's bedhead is what it is. No, it's I didn't not. Even really do anything <laughs> no, <last> it's night. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bottle and a half of goose hairdo you got. I wish <laughs> I had about I had about the half a bottle. It's over there. So, <laughs> uh, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Good. I'm glad we're able to work this out. Like I said, you know how it is the day after TV. Uh, it's always such a long day, and then afterwards, you know, when you finish late at like you know for us. It's about 1130 Eastern time. You're still wide awake in your head. So it's not like you just finish work and you go right to bed. So usually for TVs, you're up till three or four in the morning, just on adrenaline as it is. Uh, the crowd last night in Phoenix. I thought the crowds the past week or so have not been up to par with uh, the AEW crowds. Good, but not as great. Last night, yeah. great crowd in Phoenix. Uh, what? How were they live for you, in your opinion? You know, and, and once again, you know all this stuff, so I'm talking to you as if you don't know for the listeners, but you know all of it. But when you have a hot crowd, and you're right, the last few weeks in Laredo and El Paso, great, great crowds, but not not as big as what we've been enjoying. The whole year has been usually, uh, you know, five, 6,000. Last night we were close to nine, which is great. And whenever you have a hot crowd, it can take a segment that has potential to be good and make it great. Uh, when you have a dead crowd, it takes a, a potentially good uh, segment, makes it not as great. So last night we were on fairly early, which is always good. But the moment I got out there, because we're doing a bit, it's reverse psychology, right? It, it, it's duck, duck, rabbit from from Bugs Bunny. It's a duck. It's a rabbit. It's a duck. It's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. It's a duck. Aha. So we kind of when you're doing that sort of thing, it's based all completely on two personalities and the way that you sell it. And the way that you can kind of get it over when the crowd is a thousand percent buying into it, it just makes it so much easier. It was a lot of fun. And I bought into it last night because when I when I heard Starks talk about, well, Jericho doesn't want to accept uh, this match again. So basically, I have to move on and I'm issuing an open challenge. I'm there. I'm sitting to my, saying to myself, well, this sucks. This is the way they're getting off the Jericho angle. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, there's no way in hell. And then all of a sudden your music hits. And I love it when the boys can get me. Because oh, yeah, at, the, yeah. at, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, we're still all wrestling fans. Yeah. The little kid in us that likes to get hooked and swerved. And you got me. And, and then out you came. 
obviously you do what you do so well, but Ricky Starks, man, from the first day we ever had him on Busted Open during COVID when we did Get Yourself Over Monday, he's done nothing but move forward and progress. And he's he, he's turning into a star. Do you feel it in there with him? Like when, when you first stood in the ring with The Rock, that feeling, can do you think Ricky is getting it to that level? Well, I mean, when you first stand in the ring with The Rock, that's, you know, you talk about a generational talent. That seems to be the the, the term du jour, but that's a different level. But the thing about Ricky that I, I've seen glimpses of that, which is great, and he's still harnessing, and the idea for this program was for him to continue to build. And he, he did a great promo in San Antonio when we started that really blew my mind. I thought it was awesome. Then there was some moments that weren't quite as, as good, just because that's how it goes. I thought last night was was the best Starks has been uh in our program so far nuances you know a lot of the younger guys they'll talk when they do promos with this like and and bully i just want to say i'm really the deep breathing because they're afraid to just hey i want to just say this pause don't say anything let the crowd react he really had some great nuances of that and that's what sammy guevara is learning and danny garcia is learning the guy's got to learn when you haven't had a lot of promos really had a hone in what you are and how to hold the crowd, you know, in the palm of your hand without saying a word at the, at the click of a pen, shall we say, if you want to use an example from yesterday. And I think Ricky's really starting to, 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 to hone in on that and figure it out, which has been great. For our listeners, what does it take in pro wrestling to get a crowd to respond the way they responded last night to your click of a pen well once again that's one that's one of the cool things that i like to do sometimes it's like when you go to a kiss concert and they play you know i don't know parasite one night you're like oh wow that's a that's a blast from the past and that's kind of obviously the pen click was all related to the list and um so when you bust something like that out it's the first time i've done it since those days people if you know, you know, if you don't, it's just like a ridiculous thing. A guy just sitting there with a pen, like so angry at everything. And he's just going to click it. So um, it's timing, it's history. But when I first started doing it, I, it was just more of a challenge. Let me see if I can get, get a clicking of the pen over. And I, to answer your question succinctly, it's timing. If you have good timing in wrestling or stand-up comedy or rock and roll or anything that you do in front of a live audience, You'll always get them. But like we just said a couple of minutes ago, you have to have the confidence to know, I don't have to say a word. You know, it's like those great promos. It started with Eddie Guerrero did one. Um, I did one where you don't even say anything. You just come out and stand there. You're about to talk and you don't. And either the, the booze swell or the cheers swell. That's when you have, that, that's the true essence of wrestling. Didn't you do that when you returned to the WWE that one time? You did weeks yeah. and weeks of just walking out there and not saying a word and, and walking out. Yeah, that was actually a Vince idea because we had, we had teased it for so long that my first appearance, he's like, the best way to get heat is just not say a word because they've been waiting to talk, to hear from you for so long. Just don't say anything. See if you can cry. I'm not the type of guy that can cry on cue, but I remember I was trying to be like, I remember Hogan did that in Montreal. You get this super long ovation. You were probably there. And all he was doing, it was literally like, I don't know, three or four minutes long. He was just going, why? 
why like why yep. and i was trying to like get that type of a vibe but yeah if you don't say anything and you can have the crowd at the palm of your hand that's the true secret of wrestling um obviously you have so many things going on your journeyman uh in in the world of entertainment with the cruise and and fozzy but i found myself asking a, a question to myself this morning like I'm sitting there brushing my teeth and I'm like, what am I going to talk to Chris about, about wrestling that I haven't talked to him about before? What keeps you motivated in the industry right now? You've done everything. Tell me a short-term goal of yours and a long-term goal of yours and what keeps you motivated. Well, I mean, I think other than um, the almighty dollar. Yeah, but the, the 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 good news for that is that doesn't motivate any any doesn't motivate me anymore. I don't have to worry about doing things for for, for money. Um, I think the, the easiest answer is the, is the birth of AEW really reinvigorated my my creative spark and reinvigorated my passion for for wrestling. And it started about a year earlier or two years earlier when I started going to New Japan. Uh, it's the first time I'd wrestled outside of, of the WWE system in 20 years. And I just couldn't believe the freedom that I had. And, you know, that's not saying anything bad about WWE, but you know how it is there. There's a system that works. You, you play within the system. You play within the coaches and general managers playbook. In Japan, I didn't have to do that. And that translated into AEW to where, you know, now it's like, you know, creatively, I'm very involved, but more importantly, um, it's it's really like I said, it's 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 a creative passion that I have, not just for my stuff, but if I can help other people's stuff, uh, working really closely with Tony Khan on that sort of thing, um, that to me is is what keeps me going. I, mean, I was just talking last night about a show we have coming up in Winnipeg, and the crux of AEW basically started from three guys in Winnipeg, Tokyo Dome, Jericho versus Omega, that was basically brokered by Don Callis. So here we are going back to Winnipeg. What are we going to do? Like Jericho and Omega, there's a little bit of a legend between us. We have to be involved in some way. And we were thinking about how can we do this? We came up with something yesterday that was really exciting to me. That was like, re like I was up all night thinking about it, like how fun it might be and how cool it's going to be. And that reminds me of the old days, you know what I mean? Where it wasn't just, and you once again, you're the same. I never felt like we ever clocked in. Every time I'm on TV or at a show, I'm a thousand percent. But when you have stuff that's really cool, like when I worked with Sean in 2008 and me and Brian Gewirtz and Sean and Michael Hayes every week would come up with the plan for the next few weeks, pitch it to Vince. He would put his ideas in. It's super exciting. That's what I feel like now in 2023, every week when I go to work with AEW, because, you know, it's brand new. The company's grown really quickly. There's a lot we need to work on, but we're on it. And it's fun to be involved in all that process. You talked about working with Tony creatively. We were talking about something something at the beginning of the show today. I didn't know if you had an opinion on it. Don't need to spend too much time on it. Why didn't Tony and uh, Adam Cole make the announcement live in the ring last night? Why do it in the back? Especially with, the, with, with such a hot crowd. I think probably Tony's very careful on how he presents himself on camera. Um... So I think that's probably it. He, 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 I think he likes to kind of 
you know, put the spotlight on, on the wrestlers, which is what he had Adam Cole do. And I think he's probably more comfortable doing things that way in the back where you can have a couple takes. Now, every show, Tony comes up before the show and riles up the crowd and gets them pumped up and excited. But I, when I think when it comes to corporate, you know, general manager, owner type stuff, he wants to put the focus onto his players the same way he does with the Jaguar, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars or with the Fulham Football Club in London. I think he just feels more comfortable that way as an executive. Gotcha. Uh, moving on to the Jericho Cruise, the rockin' wrestling rager, which has been a tremendous success for you from, from its inception. You're moving on to the fifth one now, right? Five Alive, yeah. Five Alive. And I've seen some of your social media posts. This one is 75% sold out already? No, 88% sold out already. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. It's cool. Thank you. We went on sale last Monday and here we are Thursday morning at 88% sold out and we've regained the momentum that we had prior to the lockdown. Obviously cruises were really uh, hampered by the lockdown uh, and cruise three was fun, but there were still some restrictions. We just got off cruise four February 6th and, and we were back and you can see that by how much people are excited about the five alive. We haven't sold this many cabins this quickly since cruise two, so it's it's uh, it's exciting to know that people are really into it and had such a great time. And that we, like I said, we've carved this great niche out for people where you know what you're going to get. Like, we haven't even announced any names yet. So this is like the Super Bowl or, or you know, WrestleMania where you just put it on sale and people buy it because they know it's going to be good no matter what. That has to be a good feeling for you. Listen, you've you've conquered the world of pro wrestling. You're doing amazing stuff with Fozzie and rock and roll. But now you got this cruise that's just selling out on your name alone. You, you've created your version on the high seas of a WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and it all started when Fozzie played the Kiss Cruise in 2015. I think I've told the story before, but I just knew that I could do something with this with this because I was really impressed by the sense of camaraderie and community on board. That's something that a lot of the people that come on think originally that, oh, we're just going to be besieged by wrestling fans for four days. It's not the case. People are there just to party and you're you're part of that party. It's not like everyone's rushing you and, and, and freaking out. Like there's a little bit of that, but more just like, Hey, Chris, what's going on? I'm having a great time. Thank you. Hey, let's Jake Hager. Hey, what's going on, dude? Like that's the vibe. And then I think that's what people show up with other people from around the world. That's their little gang, you know, which is cool. They wear t-shirts of whatever the name of their crew is. And I'll see you next year. And when you can build that up, you know, you've got something special. And that's what we've been able to do. Like you said, a WrestleMania on the high seas. So and we announced the fifth cruise just as we sail away on the fourth. And the moment I get off the boat, I got to start putting together the list because I pick every single person, talent, band, comedian, whatever that goes on the ship. And I got to just start, you know, this would be kind of a good lineup. And then you got to call everybody and, you know, they got to be a promoter. I want this much money. I can only afford this much money. It's like, oh, my gosh, I never wanted to do that. But it's all part of the process. And everybody always has a blast. You talked about the crew. You talked about the T-shirts. Coincidentally, you have on a Motley Crew T-shirt this morning. Dude. You're sporting the second greatest Motley Crew album ever. <laughs> As debated on Talk is Jericho. As debated on Talk is Jericho. You're wearing your Shout at the Devil uh, T-shirt. Any any um, uh, any initial uh, word on bands that might be? playing on uh the 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 next cruise yeah i mean i always put together a list and i want to make it kind of a collect uh, uh of a cross section of cover bands because people love that 
original bands, uh, uh, modern bands, and classic bands. So I always put together a list. And once again, there's, there is a budget for, for the crews, for the whole talent, you know? And I remember the first year, I was like, I'll call Alice Cooper. And it's like, Alice Cooper wants <laughs> 500 grand. It's like, well, that's two and a half times my budget. So uh, thanks, Alex. So, you, you know, it's, 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 it is a real kind of a chess game. Who can I bring on? Uh, you know, and what can I afford to pay them? And some of them, like I had Striper last year, I had Quiet Riot this year. And those bands understand the benefit of being on the Jericho cruise because there's not 50 bands on my cruise. There's only about 10. So you get a whole year of promotion, publicity, and a different audience seeing you and hearing you. Um, it's not just like a Monsters of Rock where you see, oh my gosh, there's like all these bands. So, um, you know, there, there, there's different things that I can offer that's not just monetary. Um, some people just want the money though. So then we find that out right away. And if we're, we can't come to an agreement, we move on to the next round. But it is kind of fun to try and put together a great party rock band list. Well, I don't know what our budget is for our WrestleMania party, but I will personally get you a case of Grey Goose vodka <laughs> if you show up April 1st to the Whiskey A Go Go oh. in West Hollywood, where we're having our WrestleMania party. Well, you have a, a, a better chance of having me show up there than any like convention or anything like that because I stay away from all that WrestleMania. But I'd go to the Whiskey to hang out with you at WrestleMania. And Fozzie has played the Whiskey. Tell me about what. Tell me about what it was like for you to finally. I oh. mean, we are rock and roll fans, and Absolutely. what was it like to finally stand on stage and play at the Whiskey? Well, the thing that's cool about the whiskey is like in, in LA, there's, there's not a lot of rooms. Like when you can sell out the whiskey, it's like, well, let's go to the next level. The next level is about four or five times as big, which is the wheel turn is one of the theaters. So we've played the whiskey like basically five times. I think we've sold it out four times because we're, we're big enough to sell the whiskey, but not big enough to sell the wheel turn. So until we can get there, you just stay where you can sell out because a sellout's always, always, always great. And the first time with the whiskey, man, obviously that is the rock and roll club, especially on the West coast. Zeppelin, you know, Alice Cooper, then you get to, you know, our era with the crew and Van Halen and just all of the great bands that, that have played there. And you go upstairs and sit on those couches in the dressing room and it's like, how much bodily fluids have been filled on this over the years? You know, Jim Morrison's DNA in here somewhere. But the all-time greatest whiskey gig that I ever had was what I got invited to go to Lemmy's 70th birthday party. And they had a big jam and they, and they asked me to be a part of it. Listen to this lineup. Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers with Chris Jericho and Wick Crane from Ugly Kid Joan Vocals, Slash on guitar, Scott Ian on rhythm guitar, Robert Trujillo from Metallica on bass, and Charlie Benante on drums. And it was just like, this is the greatest ever. And Lemmy was sitting up in the second floor in a big kind of throne reading a book. <laughs> I remember like Lars Ulrich was there and I was like, he's like, is he, is he reading a fucking book? <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's Lemmy. He, 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 it's, he's too humble to have all these people celebrating him, but he's too polite not to show up. He, he knows how much it means. He knows how much his birthday means to everybody else. So he shows up and he just read his book the whole time. And then he passed away about two weeks later. So it's the last time I ever got to see Lemmy, but what a great way to go out, you know? That's that's a great story about being able to play with all those guys who are now friends yeah. of yours yeah. uh, and to be there for Lemmy. Speaking about rock and roll, talk to us about Fozzie. Uh, we brought you in with I Still Burn, which I believe is your most recent single, correct, that you released? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, one of the most played songs on iHeartRadio this year, which is great. 
Um, yeah, we're heading back out on the road March 23rd. In August, I got a bruised larynx, which really was which sucked, um, which means I couldn't sing uh, for, for a while. I didn't have any range. So I've been working on it for the last six months. And, it, and it's like a pitcher. If you can throw 100 miles an hour, but you tear your shoulder, when your shoulder heals, you don't just throw 100, but you got to slowly rehab it. Didn't realize that. So I've been doing a lot of rehab. Uh, the Jericho cruise was kind of like the, uh, the 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 validation that I'm back. So we go back out on March 23rd and 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 do a short tour March and April. Then we actually go out with Ugly Kid Joe in June, May and June. So we got a lot of gigs coming up, and we're excited because the band is hot, and we got a lot of. Uh, like you said, great airplay and great steam behind I Still Burn. Of course, Judas is just one of those juggernauts. It's like our Enter Sandman gets about a million views on YouTube every two or three months. And it went gold, as we discussed. So it's it's, it's pretty cool to have that momentum. Um, uh, last question, because I know you got to catch a flight and get out of here. Last time I saw you, you guys were per performing at the Stone Pony. Stone Pony, uh, yeah. Hung out with you on the bus. You, you are probably in some of the best shape you've ever been in you're you're 52 years old you have a very hectic schedule you have a family the whole nine yards how are you maintaining the shape that you're staying in it's this i went on this really crazy diet last year and i just stayed on it you know and diets fluctuate but i also carry a scale with me every day so i watch where i'm at if i start getting a couple pounds too far to the other side i'll go back down if i get a little bit two pounds a little bit less i'll have a little more food so that's it. Just keeping an eye on everything and being cognizant. We don't realize when you're on the road and, and being as physical as we are. And you mentioned, you know, the rock and roll, which is always fun, but you can let it get away from you, man. You know, and, and when you start getting to, to being in your fifties, you know, people have heart attacks or they have pulmonary embolisms like I had. And when you, when you have those types of, you know, cataclysmic events, it's a warning, either take it or you don't. So very, very uh, cognizant of where I'm at weight, weight wise. And it's mostly all just diet bully and i i kickbox now i don't really lift weights anymore it's all kickboxing which is all you know kind of almost isometrics so yeah I, that's kind of basically it. just keep an eye on it on a daily basis and don't let yourself get too far out of control because if you don't keep attention for a week or two you could gain 10 pounds it's, it's that easy you know it can happen just from the booze alone, you can, you can get, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, and, 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 and booze, you watch, I mean, that's all in moderation. I actually carry a shot glass with me now. I'm very like, okay, there's my shot, but booze <laughs> eating on the road, eating at weird times, you know, working until 11, 12 at night and I'm hungry. What do I do? You know, it's life on the road, man. And either adapt to it and, 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 and thrive like we have for 30 years or you don't. So I'm, I have no intention of retiring anytime soon. I saw Rod Stewart, Last week at the Hard Rock in Tampa, dude is 78. He still looked like Rod Stewart. He still sang like Rod Stewart. He still dressed like Rod Stewart. I'm like, that's me. That's me at 78 right there. Because uh, why not, right? Go for it. Those guys are setting the bar very high on what you can do in your 70s and 80s. And I plan to do the same. And I always see you putting over the stones because I know you're a huge Absolutely. stones mark. Yeah. You go see yeah. them all the time. And you've you've said on your, you know, on your social media about how, you know, Mick and Keith. Yeah. At their age, still putting on some of the best rock and roll shows that you've ever seen. Yeah, and Keith is the epitome of cool, so he looks like he's 80. Mick doesn't. Mick still looks like Mick Jagger. I mean, if you stood up close, maybe, but when you're sitting on, you know, he's this big on stage, 
Once again, he looks like Mick. He sounds like Mick. Mick, he dresses like Mick. So all these things. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be in the ring wrestling at that age, but there's no reason I still can't be doing podcasts and rock and roll shows and doing Fozzie and doing Jericho cruises and whatever the hell else I want to do. Because it, it, it it's that's what life is all about, man, is 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 doing new things. And like I said, I, I have a great a responsibility to the people that appreciate my work, the fans of Jericho, the friends of Jericho to keep doing cool things to keep you guys entertained. There's great responsibility in that. So I take it very seriously. Well, thanks for waking up early, even though I don't think <laughs> you went to sleep at all. I can tell by your hair, you didn't sleep at all. So, <laughs> uh, and thanks for joining us here this morning. on busted open. You're a friend of the show. We always appreciate having you on. Always love talking to you. Anything else you want to leave us with? Where to get, how can people uh, for, for the 22% uh, no, wait, for the 12% of the crews that's still you. available, uh, how can people get tickets for the, for the next uh, rock and wrestling rager? Just go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com uh, and book your cabin as soon as you can because we have 22 levels of rooms. And there's only six left, six levels left. Uh, and we're going to start announcing probably on Friday. Uh, you know, we'll stagger the announcements, but trust me, it's going to be a Super Bowl-level lineup as it always is. Um, so if you want to come join us, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Trust me, it is the vacation of a lifetime. It's the best cruise on the seas, and I've heard that from a lot of people that go on all the cruises. Well, I'm going to throw it out there right now. Uh, I want to be on the next cruise, and I want to sing Livewire with you. Oh, negotiations have already started. <laughs> so, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> My people will get back to your people, brother. Yeah, please do. AK, <laughs> just give me a call later. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, thank you very much, brother. Thanks, Appreciate man. you having me on. Always a pleasure. On. Thanks to Gabby, and I'll see you soon, man. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.